I cannot live interactive Sunday service, right? So if I ask you a few questions, don't feel like I'm putting you on the spot. Just say whatever comes to your mind and whatever you say is no rubbish. Trust me, right? So feel comfortable. Amen. So today we're starting a series. You need some water? Okay, yeah. So today we're starting a series called uh, Titled Gift of the Spirit. I think I want to start teaching in season. You know, some of you guys watch Netflix, right? So you have, so you have season one, season two, season three. Shanice, what movie are you seeing currently on Netflix? A cringe drama. I can say thumbs up. Damn, what are you watching? What are you seeing? Stranger Things. Ah, okay. But what are we seeing? Swats. Give me two, give me two. <laughs> right side clear, left side clear. <laughs> right, so, but this one probably, uh, I'll do it in eight or, eight or nine weeks because we have kind of nine gifts of the Spirit. There are more. But the ones that are recorded in 1 Corinthians 12 are nine. And those are the ones that are, that are kind of more prominent in the Bible that I would like us to go through. Now, so when we talk about gifts of the Spirit, gift, G-I-F-T-S, when we talk about gifts of the Spirit, what comes to mind? Anybody, what comes to When you say gift of the Spirit, what comes to your mind? Fantastic. So the, the, the fruits, the evidence, what comes out of you have been part of the spirit. Fantastic. How many years of lecture, has it been a lecturer in Bible school? <laughs> well, that's very good. Yeah. Can you want to try? The gift you get when, you, you know, you've been a good student. Well done. Uh, the gift you get when you receive the Holy Ghost. Fantastic. Anybody want to try before we get into it? Fantastic. Let's, let's move. Now, let's turn our Bible to 1 Corinthians 12, verse 1 to 14. So, this is going to be our main text for this series. 1 Corinthians 12, uh, 1 to 14. So, I will try to lay the foundation today. I'm hoping to get to start speaking about the first word, uh, first gift that is listed in this chapter. But a few things I would like us to, de- to deal with regarding this uh, topic. So I'm reading from the New King James Version. So let's start. This is Paul, Apostle Paul speaking to the Corinthian church. It reads, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. So if you are reading a hard copy Bible, I would like you to underline or to highlight ignorant and if you're reading through your Bible app, I would like you to highlight that first verse. You know, I, I guess your, your Bible app may you know, highlight the entire verse. I'll repeat verse 1. Now, concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols, however you were led. Therefore... I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed. And no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are diversities of gifts but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation, please I like that as well. 
verse 7. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom, uh, through the Spirit to another the word of knowledge, through the same Spirit, through the same Spirit, verse 9, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gift of healings by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. Please highlight uh, verse 11 as well. Verse 12, for as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. For in fact, the body is not one, but many. Amen. So I would like to start from verse 1 so that I can build a strong case for us in this regard. Praise the Lord. So what Paul is saying here, he said, for concerning spiritual gifts, I do not want you to be ignorant, to lack knowledge. So he wants you to have understanding. Apostle Paul is calling out the importance of having good understanding, having the right knowledge about gifts of the Spirit. So before I go into this ignorance issue, I think I should quickly differentiate, uh, define what gifts, uh, spiritual gifts are. So when you hear gift of the spirit, they're the same thing as spiritual gifts. Now, when you, let's start with that word gift. So if, if you, sometimes coming to Transformation, you feel like you're in a class. Yes, <laughs> we need to teach you the word of God. So that word gift connotes something you did not work for. You didn't labor for it. So when a pastor, Sunday, you started this morning. So when somebody tells you, that you need to fast and pray so that the word of knowledge can function in your life. They deceived you. If someone tells you that you need to do something or go on a mountain so that when you stand in church, you can prophesy, or when you, in all manner of things, I've had all manner of things in my life, they have lied to you. It's a gift. You don't work for it. You know, I asked us to highlight some verses. So if you look at verse 11 of 1 Corinthians 12, it reads, but one and the same Spirit works all these things, talking about this gift, distributing to each one individually as he wills. As he wills. So it has nothing to do with you, but all to do with the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit who lives in you. Amen. So now, and that part, okay, on that part, Thing I think I should also call out is this. Now, I've looked at the one side of gifts in terms of you don't work for it. The other side or dimension to the gift part of it is that you don't own it. You know, sometimes when somebody gives you a gift, you believe this is your own. But in this spiritual context, it's not your own. You are not the owner, the author, or the... I'm trying, I'm, 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 as I'm speaking... I'm trying to, I'm struggling with some pictures in my mind to, to explain them to you what I've seen when it comes to abuse or spiritual gifts. Because I've seen many Christians, you know, trample on other Christians, talk other Christians down, 
you know, making mess of other Christians because they think, because they operate in a gift of a spirit, they think they are superior to other Christians. That's not true. And mistakenly, with all due respect to my colleagues in the faith and Pamian pastors, because they tend to operate in the gift of the spirit, right, they just think they are more spiritual than other members of the church or better or have a closer relationship with God or they are superior. It is a lie. Because if you read verse 7 of that same 1 Corinthians 12, it says, it reads, but the manifestation of the spirit is given to every person, every man. Did he? Please read. Did you see? Did you see pastors there? Maybe we see saw prophet. What about evangelist? Uh, apostles. Oh, okay, I think my, my Bible is must be correct then. Now the manifestation, the evidence of the Spirit is given to everybody. For what? To profit all. Amen. To profit everyone. In the faith, there's no superiority. There's no superiority in the Christian faith. Not, there's nothing of such. Myself and the other four ministry gifts, those pastors, all, all those guys, it is a call to responsibility. It's not a call to show off. It's a call to service. So to help you guys to understand what we are called to do, let's turn our Bibles to Ephesians 4.11. Though I, I, I only started pastoring just a few years ago, uh, but the few things I've learned, I think if I teach maybe 50% of the pastors that I've come across these things, their life will be easier and church members will have more peace in their life. So let's look at the assignment, the responsibility of pastors and all those kind of, to all of these ministry gifts. So shortly I'm going to differentiate between ministry gift and spiritual gift. They are two different things. Verse 11 said, excuse me, and he himself, talking about Jesus, gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. So here it means pastors and, you know, should also teach or are teachers. And there are also people who are teachers. They have this ministry gift to teach. Likes of Andrew Womack. Now, verse 12, why? Why did Jesus appointed people like myself and few other guys in the church? For what reason? Verse 12, for the equipping of the saints. Equipping there means training to give you what you need. The support, the training, the resources you need. No money. The spiritual training and support you need. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> For the equipping of the saints so that they can do the work of the ministry. So in instances where a pastor wants to be the star of the show, he does not know his job description. You train the people to do the work of the ministry. So very much extent, the pastor should be faceless in a church. Someone like me, I'm trusting God. I can't wait to retire, even though I'm just starting. <laughs> Train people to do the work. I feel like saying this to someone. If you're caught into ministry, it's, it will be very, very helpful you understand that you are not, your identity is not in the ministerial calling. You have a life. God can tell you to stop that ministry and move on to something else. If you think your ministerial calling is your, is your life, is your identity, when it's time for you to transition and to move on to other things, as God has planned his purpose for your life, you will struggle. And when people don't have a clear understanding of that, when they are out of line with God, even though they are still running ministry, but God has asked them to move on, 
they open up themselves to demonic manipulations and they begin to manipulate the people they are ministering to. Amen. So that's why I take my marriage and my own life very seriously. What if in five years' time, Lord said, I'm not I'm just joking. <laughs> are you getting me? And I'm like, no, that small girl. That, what, what are you talking about? And I'm like, no, no, no. If I hear that, she needs work, work gets ready. All right. We're going one month holiday in Barbados. Where have you always wanted to go, baby? Mexico. Oh, no, Mexico. I'm not going to Mexico. <laughs> Amen. So, ministry gifts. This guy. So, when you hear ministry gifts, just think about pastors, prophets, apostles. They, we are called to equip, to train. So, if anybody is calling themselves a prophet, prophet this, prophet that, and they cannot teach you the simple gospel, the word of God, with all due respect, I call them false prophets or unqualified prophets. Because what you see is, is to equip, to train, to build, to develop for the work of a ministry. Let's carry on. For the edifying of the body of Christ. So when a pastor, a prophet, an evangelist, apostle, now have carcass in church, you know, those ones, they are my own. The one on my right, they're not my own. That one, they don't know their job description. Or a pastor comes on social media and he's just peace and calls another man of God and pieces him. He's out of line. Amen. I don't comment on people. I hear a lot of jargons on social media. I just walk past. It ain't my business. Amen. I'm not called to cause division, but unity. You see that, you see that shortly. So for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. There's more because, to that, but because of our time, I just want to touch on that so that I can differentiate ministry gift from spiritual gift. So ministry gift are, let me, let me go back to my, know how I put it. So I said, ministry gifts are divine abilities, you know, given to a few people to help equip, build the local church. Divine abilities. Trust me, people ask me a lot of questions like, Pastor, how do you do these things? To be honest with you, it's by the anointing. By human strength, I can't do this. If you know what's really going on in my life, because I'm a business transformation lead, I'm a business analyst, I do a lot of stuff, PMO, program manager, and all kind of stuff. I work in a kind of a medium-sized company, so which means you do a lot of stuff. Right? I'm married, and each time I come here on Sunday, I don't say nonsense. Right? You guys would tell, you can go and watch my message from the last two years. Like, I don't come and say nonsense, which means a lot of work has gone into this. So there's so much going on in my life. You see some of my posts on social media. Naturally, I can't do that thing. I will run mad. You know, the human strength, you cannot do that. <clears throat> and that's why when you see a pastor burning out, something is not right. Because the pastor is not meant to burn out. He must either be taking too much, he's not listening to the Holy Ghost, something is not right. Because we're not going to ministry to die, but to equip and train people. Amen. <clears throat> so, for a pastor to do his work, or prophet or apostle, whatever, they, have, they need a divine ability. They must be called. If you're not called to this, you can't do this. Try it. Amen. I'm speaking to someone somewhere online there. Amen. So, that, that's for ministry gift. It's given to a few people and is a call to responsibility. It's not a call to show off or to build your castle. Amen. So spiritual gift, right? I'm differentiating spiritual gift from ministry gift here. So spiritual gift, so I said, it's given to all depending on the need of the body of Christ. So let me put it, let me rephrase that. 
Now, this is given to all. This manifestation can take place in anybody, depending on the need of that Christian group at that point in time. Now, because if you look at verse 11, it tells us that the gift of the Spirit is given to each and every one of us for the profit of all. Let's go about it. Let's go back. First Corinthians 12. Uh, fantastic. Right. So verse 7 there says, But the manifestation, the evidence of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. So let me get into a little uh, examples of this gift of the Spirit. Now, the Bible talks about word of knowledge, word of wisdom. Uh, that's from verse 8. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge, and then the least about nine of them. So I'm going to explain what those ones means, how it applies to our life, and why we should desire this. Amen. But a few things I felt in my spirit when I was studying that I feel I should call out. Uh, so facts about spiritual gifts. Spiritual gifts are not natural. They're not something you're born with. I was... Um, I was watching, there's a popular guy in Nigeria, very, very popular, and invited this prophet from another country. And this guy does a lot of signs and wonders. I'm going to address that. You are in for a treat for the, in these uh, next few weeks. And they asked the guy, how come you're able to prophesy? Guess what he said? I was born with it. You're a liar. And, they, and the pastor and and the gullible believers, with all the respect, are like, ah, he was born with it. No, we saw how people receive from the Bible. You are called to be a prophet. And the day you are called to be a prophet is not even when you enter that office. To do what I'm doing now here, God has been preparing me for over 15 years. I've been in this struggle with God. I've been dragging and dragging and dragging this matter for 15 years. I've been to Bible school, done three years. I've, I've been through a lot of stuff. I've been, I've been in several places. I've learned, I've served in ministries, I've seen all stuff. So the guy speaking to you didn't just wake up one morning and say he wants to do church. I've been around, I've led, you know, more than 15 years now. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to tell you my age. So I know my age now, right? So when did I start? Okay, right. So it's over like 21 years that I've been into this. Amen. So you can't do the maths. That's fine. Amen. <laughs> so spiritual gifts are not natural. You are not born with them. Amen. Nobody can exercise the gift of Christ if they are not in Christ. What that means is this. If a person is not genuinely born again, let them see vision about your life is not from Christ. Now, the gift of the Spirit, I'm going to tell us what word of knowledge is. The gift of the Spirit is of the Holy Ghost. We've said they come, they, they, this evidence, the manifestation is from the Holy Ghost. And the person is not born again. And they are prophesying over your life. So we need to ask, who is the source of that prophecy? Absolutely, definitely not Christ. Many people in my country have been fooled when one man in one, one corner, one corner somewhere in white garment or something begins to say all kind of stuff and give them candles and soap and all kind of stuff. And because they call the name of Jesus, they pray the name of Jesus, they think that um, they are born again. No. I've been there. That's why I can tell you how it works. I've been to all manner. I've been everywhere, you know, to very much extent. I don't want to call their name so that I don't spoil their brand, right? 
So I know them. I know what I have, I've bathed with soap. We have done, you know, river washing. You go to the river, you bathe. So I'm very experienced in it. Amen. <laughs> Just me, you're laughing. <laughs> I get to me. And um, back then, we think they are born again because they say, in Jesus' name, uh, until you come to realize that even though people... I'm tempted to teach on how to release the power in the name of Jesus. But I reserve that for future. If you want it very quickly, pray and fast so that the Holy Spirit can quicken me to talk about it. Not everybody who called the name of Jesus can see results of the power of that name. It's people who are in him, who understand what that name entails, who understand what should come out of it that can see results. So let's reserve that for future. Amen. So spiritual gifts, they are, they, are, they are spiritual, they are not natural. They come from Christ. The source is Christ. The source is the Holy Ghost. One more thing before we get into word of knowledge. Now, the gift of the Spirit will not draw attention to the speaker, but to Christ. The gift of the Spirit, don't forget, verse 7 says, for the profit of all. So when a person is prophesying or anything, whatever they're doing, right, if it is from Christ, it's for the benefit of you, the hearer, and to glorify Christ. So when you see someone, you know, in their white suit or whatever they, how they, whatever they dress themselves with their throne chair and they are drawing, trying to draw attention to themselves, something is not right. Many things besides. So the manifestation of the gift of the Spirit is not to draw attention to you, to me, or to make us feel we are more spiritual or more powerful than other people is an abuse. So people who genuinely operate the gift of the Spirit and begin to consider themselves more spiritual than other people or better than other Christians are abusing the gift given to them. Because we operate the gift of the Spirit to be a blessing to other people and to glorify Christ, the source of that gift at work in us. Amen. So we too, we need to be reminded of this because anybody can fall into that kind of uh, emotions or lie or deception thinking that, wow, I prophesied, I do this. It, it, we, we have a flesh that is proud, has all manner. I said to people, I said, don't give your flesh. And when I say flesh, I'm talking about that ungodly kind of nature in our mind and our emotions. Don't feed it. Because you don't know how far it will take you. So young guys, you know, people invite them to the pub. No, 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 just have a bottle. If you drink it, you take the second one. You don't know where it will take you. No, just come, you know, just a passage, just girl stain, blah, 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 kind of stuff. And you just, uh, praise the Lord. <laughs> then you hear things like, it was just one, so I didn't want to go. No, You have an enemy who, who, who was watching you. He has been planning and plotting your, uh, your, your He has been scheming it for years. So one of the greatest strengths of the devil is patience. Now, I'm not trying to get us scared us. I'm trying to scare us. But when the Bible says, do not make an occasion, don't even make availability to supply, to feed that flesh. The Bible is speaking for our safety. So that's why we must learn to preach to ourselves. I had, there was time I had a song some demonic attacks a long time ago about committing adultery. It was a long story. I guess that's when I knew I could preach. I would preach myself from morning to night. I said, this one, I am not doing. 
if you listen to the uh, conference videos, uh, audio on, on our website, you hear more about those, that story. It was a demonic attack and it was on for a long period of time. I think about two years. Then to come, he stopped. I said, I choose to stand on me, commit. I think it's one of the reasons why people think they believe in the power of generational cause. So there's a lot of stuff. My dad, okay, um, in my father's, in my dad's, in the family, I don't think there's anyone who was ever faithful to their spouse, right? So now, the familiar spirit are good at replicating trends. If you believe, and you will see those signs. You will see those signs. And, mo- and sometimes they are so precise, they will start repeating something in your life at the same age your dad was going through it. They are so good. They will, because they want you to believe in generational costs, they will start putting circumstances and behavior and videos and information around you so that your mind, your emotions, will have embraced that way of thinking when they want to launch. Because you cannot trace things back to the deceptions and lies and things that the enemy has been doing, has been working out in your life. So when they launch the attack on you, the picture you see is my dad, when he was 25, went through this. Maybe it's a generational cause. I fought those nonsense. I refuse to believe it. The Bible says if anyone is in Christ Jesus, a new creature. Generational cause is of the people who are not, who are spiritually dead. Is a thing of the world. Is a thing of darkness. Colossians 1.13 says, God has delivered me from the power that controlled the dominion of darkness and conveyed me to the kingdom of the son of his love. So I, is I, I have two options. Is that I believe the word of God and stand on it and see the result or I believe what my emotions and experience are saying. If I believe what the, my emotions and experience are saying, it is destruction. I won't be here today. It it was bloody. You know, a man step out in the morning and the force comes on his mind and pushing him to just go and look for a woman somewhere to, to have an affair with. I'm like, I don't understand. I'm trying to sort out my job, how to sort out my life. It was, it was horrible. I said, well, we'll f-. I said, one person will die. Is that you or me? But what I know is that me, I won't die. And I fought this nonsense. And that's why I can stand in front of you today. So some of the women say, you know, Pastor, you don't understand what I've been through. I say, you all leave, you understand. Okay, is, it, is it when, you know, pictures and flash images of how my father was beating my mom and my aunties, that were, when they were coming up in my mic constantly and trying to push me to beat my wife, then we're not married. Is that what you want to talk about? I, I, I can't forget that day. I came back from work one day and it was just ringing in my mind, you know, you know, just slap her, just do this. <clears throat> I said, you know what? No, I think... It will come and go, come and go. Then I think we got married and then stuff. And I came back from work that day. I said, you know what? Just show up. Leave my wife out of this. Show up. And let's beat each other. Let it be written that I was the first man to beat a demon. I was just tired. I said, you know what? Leave my wife out of this. Instead of you telling me to beat my wife, just show up. And let's beat each other. I was going to fight. I said, just show up. That was the last day I had that voice. So when men said they don't know what came over them and they were beating their wife, I'm saying, you don't understand. Believers, you don't know what you carry. Because when you know what you carry, you will not give your mind to that deception and that lie of the enemy. You will fight. What do we call the good fight of faith? Standing on the word of God. Standing on what the word of God says about you. It's a fight. Because your emotions and your experiences will tell you something different. It's a fight. Praise the Lord. Right, because we are nearly out of time. Let me quickly run us through those um, gifts of the Spirit. So I said, 
uh, the gift of manifestation, the evidence of the gift of the Spirit uh, will not draw attention to a person, but draw attention to Christ. And I said, an unbeliever would tend to operate spiritual gifts is most likely yielding to familiar spirit. So if anybody is not born again, I will not tell one of the young people, I, I went to look for somebody's profile and um, <clears throat> somebody commented to say, I've been thinking about you. Uh, DM me. And I looked at that person's profile. I don't want to mention him. I looked at that person's profile. I said, you know, I need to catch up with this person. So this person, they're into all kinds of diabolic things. And they said to this young person, you know, I've been thinking about you, blah, 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 and stuff like that. I'm like, that's how they go on people's profile. And, and she, this lady sounded like, you know, she was caring, blah, blah, blah. I said, I'm going to look on this one's profile. And she was just all my kind of eyes, all kind of, I can't remember all the words. It's very diabolic. And you know what? They can see things about you. Very, very, I mean, they will say it, but see, it's unclean spirits. The demons are here. Don't look for them. Don't worry. They are here. They're everywhere. The Bible tells us in the book of St. Corinthians 4.4 4, that the God, Satan is a God of the world. So demons have the right to operate on earth. So when people are angry with God, that's why did this happen to me? I said, you know, you don't understand how spiritual things work. Demons have the right to operate on earth. Since the moment that Adam committed eye treason, Satan became the God of this world. He's in charge. God had to come in the person of Jesus to deliver us from the right for Satan to control us. So as long as you're in Christ and you know what belongs to you in Christ, you can stand your ground against demons. You say, you know what? I am now in Christ. Who is the head of all principality and power? You have no right of, op of, of, of operation in my stead. The Christian life is a fight. It's not the one that people sit down on social media and they're like, ah, praise the Lord, hallelujah, we are, we are made, we are bought car, ah, we are built a house. No. We are dealing with some very serious things, man, that we cannot see. Why do you think the Bible says in the book of Ephesians says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood? There's a, there's a high dimension spiritual hostility against us. They are not laughing. So when, for a young guy, when the girl comes and says, you know what, well, you know, you know, you know, let us just go hard. Let's just go. No, it is, it is a battle. Somebody wants to wreck your life. Because I learned later on that when we give ourselves to emotions of anger, bitter, covetousness, and all those kind of emotions, I realized that there's a blindness we enter into. Many times when people are tempted to commit adultery, they think all of their tracks are covered. It's not covered. Because once you are thinking, operating in that emotion, in that realm, there's a blindness that comes. And I have personal experience back in the days, I realized that the times we were trying to do some dodgy stuff, I lose things. Even though I think all my, oh, my tract is covered, I just realized I'm losing things. But I'm thinking, how possible? Spiritual. Amen. So the nine gifts of the Spirit, I want to categorize them as Papa Egan did. And next week, we start looking at the word of knowledge. I'm going to just touch on it, and then we get into, into it more next week. So according to from verse 8, excuse me, down to verse 10, there are nine gifts listed there. <clears throat> so Papa Egan, which is uh, a, a father in the faith, was going on to be with the Lord now broke and categorized them into three categories. So one, revelation gifts. So under that, it has a word of wisdom, word of knowledge, the sending of spirit. 
So he calls those ones revelation gifts. So these are spiritual gifts that reveal something. Then next is power gift. These are spiritual gifts that do something. And these are the gift of faith, the working of miracles, the gifts of healing. The third category is utterance or inspiration gift. So these are spiritual gifts that say something. So let me take it back. But, but this three, let me finish this one here. So these are prophecy, diverse kinds of tongues, interpretation of tongues. So let me take it again. So there are revelation gift, power gift, utterance, or inspiration gift. Revelation, power, utterance. So for revelation, word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, the signing of spirit. For power, gift of faith, the working of miracles, the gift of healing. Utterance or inspiration, prophecy, diverse kinds of tongues, interpretation of tongues. So let me give. Let me start with just one. Just to give, um, you know, talk on it a little bit so that we can shut down and uh, we can prepare our mind for more next week. I think uh, actually I just finished my introduction to gift of the spirit. Amen. Right. So word of knowledge. So if you go back to verse eight of First Corinthians 12, it reads, For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. So we start in the word of knowledge, and what that really means is a supernatural revelation by the Holy Ghost of certain facts in the mind of God. It is a natural revelation. Supernatural revelation by the Holy Ghost of certain facts in the mind of God. Now, God has plans and purpose for each and every one of us, even for nations, for countries, right? And it takes people who yield themselves to the Holy Ghost to access the mind of God, to hear what God is saying, and to speak this thing, declare this thing, so that people can start taking actions, corresponding action. And I said that in a word of knowledge to many times applies to people, God's plan and purpose for people, and sometimes it applies to a place. You know, sometimes God wants to reach people in a particular place or do something in a certain community or some geographic location. And it's and in his mind. Now, no matter how much God wants to open up his mind to us, his heart to us, not many of us can pick it. We are busy. We are doing some stuff. So, but believers who have access, who, okay, man, for believers, we all have access. For believers who are sensitive to the Spirit, can open up themselves to be inspired by the Holy Ghost to declare those things. I do operate that a lot when I'm teaching. You know, many times I'll pack my message and I'll address some things in people's lives that I'm not aware of previously. I declare what God has in mind for people. Even in the prayer, we call things out. And these are, the expre- these are the types of manifestation of word of knowledge. Amen. In other forms, that word of knowledge may come is vision, prophecy. I'll, I'll, I'll cover more of that next week. Amen. So uh, let's stop there. Let's, let me quickly do a, a recap of what we uh, looked at. And I was talking about ignorance, and I, was, and I tried to express the, uh, the impact of ignorance when it comes to spiritual gifts. You know, a, people are being used, people are being abused, people are being controlled, people are being suppressed because they do not know that each and every one of us have access to the gift of the Spirit. People are not able to differentiate ministry gifts from spiritual gifts, and the impact goes on and on. Now, most of the abuse we experience today in Christian circles is because people do not know. People are ignorant. 
You know, when someone tells people to come with their with an handkerchief for something and some other kind of part, other kind of garments that I don't want to mention on, on in church this morning for for them to pray on so that they can receive a husband or a child, they're just evil. You know, if only people would just look at the life of Jesus and look at how Jesus operated, how the apostles operated. If you cannot see that practice in the life of Jesus, in the life of the apostles, people should not practice it. Amen. Praise God. Uh, let's bow our heads for prayer.